Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. And guess what? It's free. So go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I don't want to pick first in a league, and especially in a Yahoo league. This is this is a weird. That's a weird statement. I want to pick first in all the all the leagues. No, see, I don't because you're gonna see this really fast in this episode. I think, but I don't really feel good about anybody going in this 24 or 25 spot. I have noticed we've been doing a lot of mock drafts lately, and if you've been following us at Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, you've seen some of those mock drafts, so go check those out. Um, I've noticed that if you pick at the like at the top of the draft, the the fourth and fifth round get a little weird for me. There's like guys I don't really like, but if you're picking at the turn, which are a lot of drafts I've ended up picking at the turn. Uh, a lot of guys end up falling to me in that fourth and fifth round. And uh, so I, I, I like that, but you know who I really like uh, the guy we're going to be drafting here in our, who do I draft first, very first episode of the, who do I draft series featuring Nikola Jokic, my number one overall pick. I don't know, Tyler, is this still your number one overall pick? So here's something I'd like to know. Maybe you can answer this for me. Maybe you can't. How many people have finished number one in fantasy back-to-back years? Okay. In, like in, three, like in, in modern times? Well, yeah, like in the last 10 or 15 <laughs> years. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not asking for like, you know, I mean, I feel like some of those guys, some of those big men back in the day probably were number one in fantasy, like 10 yeah. years in a row. Like Jordan was probably number one a lot. Um, I'm going to say at least three, not a whole lot, at least three. Yeah. And so I, Pardon? I'm, I'm of two minds of Jokic in that sense. And like, it's not that I don't like, I dislike Jokic or any of that. It's just like, man, what if, what if we saw his best season he's ever going to have? And now this year he's sixth. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, I mean, some sure. people are calling it a slam dunk. And I'm just like, I, to me, this at the top, it's really just pick whatever guy you want. Like, I think any of those first four, just pick whichever one you want. Yeah, I will still be picking Jokic. Uh, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I think you could go with Curry. Um, I think Harden is now in the picture uh, because of the whole uh, Kyrie not being vaccinated thing. So if Harden's asked to take on a, a lot more load, a lot more point guard, uh, which he's going to be doing a lot of that anyway. Um, I just like Harden's chances to be number one overall better. And like in a head to head league, I guess if you do a certain build, I guess Giannis still could be your number one, but I don't like to punt off the back. And that's why I'm going with the image. It's all fair. It's all fair. So we are going to go with Jokic. And as we do every season, we go through the first three, six rounds. Uh, but the number one overall put gets a bonus pick since you're on the turn. You get that seventh round pick for the uh, for Jokic. Uh, we are going to go through a head to head, nine category standard league, twelve teams, thirteen roster spots, 
very straightforward. We're only doing guards, forwards, and centers. We're not playing any of that uh, specific uh, shooting guard uh, category nonsense. We, we don't need those positional nonsense. Uh, and we are going to walk through, based on the ADPs within Yahoo, who would we draft? How would we build our team around Nikola Jokic? And so, Tyler, are you ready? Are you ready for the first one? Uh, as ready as I get, Michael, as ready as I ever get. All right, yeah. Like, I, uh, I don't think we need to talk about the, the COVID thing. We don't have enough information on all these uh, people who aren't, aren't vaccinated. If you can push your draft back. Uh, my suggestion is to do that. Push your draft back until we get a ruling from the NBA on what's going to happen so you can make a better decision. Well, and here's um, the other thing, too. Like, there, it's really a big issue in three markets right now. It could be an issue in all 30 markets by the time the regular season starts. Like, you know how fast those things change. So absolutely, no point in talking about it at this point. Yeah, it might not ever be a problem uh, for unvaccinated in Texas or Florida, but that's a whole another podcast. So let's get started. Jokic, number one, right off the board. Uh, I love it. I think we have ba- basically a consensus top nine, top ten, Tyler. Uh, and those are the guys who go off the board right away in the ADP here. We're picking at the bottom of the second round. Pick 24 and 25, the reverse turn. Um, looking out here, I'm going to say not any of these big guys ended up dro- dropping to us. So all the guys who usually go in the second round, uh, Vujovic, uh, Zion's not going to be available to us. Dante Sabonis is not going to be available to us. So we're kind of, we're, uh, I've noticed doing these mock drafts that bigs go quick. I'm kind of looking to get another forward center in this spot here, but I want to get the best player available. And here's who is available for us to choose from, Tyler. We got, I'm going to say we have Kyrie Irving. He's still out there. People are worried about him. Julius Randle. Fred Van Fleet, LaMelo Ball, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Shea Gildress, Michael Porter, Chris Middleton. I'm not going to go too further uh, farther down because I like those guys a little bit more than everybody else on that list. Yeah, and I'm with you, but I just – I feel a lot better leaving my first round. This is why I don't like to have the number one pick because if, if I take Jokic, who if I feel he's the best player, okay, that's fine. We'll talk about some other guys later that's fine i feel not great about having Jokic and then two of these players when i could have like i don't know bradley beal and james harden i agree (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i could have two what i look at as like kind of super elites whereas like here you're just getting like a kind of couple of all right players like you get some some okayness but like but like not, Bam, Bam's not really slipping to you in this spot. De, DeMontis isn't slipping to you. Paul George, none of those guys. Hopefully Paul George is not slipping to you. I think if any of them do, obviously you you snag them immediately, well, and, even and Jimmy the, Butler. The one shot at the super elite is probably Kyrie Irving. But again, I mean, you just mentioned it. Like his status is very tenuous, right? Like if he's playing only in 41 games and it sounds like unvaccinated people are not going to be allowed to play in Canada either. So all the times that they go to Toronto. Yep he'll be out so you can say it's he's got a maximum of 41 but he does probably doesn't even have a maximum of 41 unless he's going to get vaccinated so um i don't know i i I would probably take Kyrie pretty much off my board at this point yeah and i i'm going to take him off my board as well i think there's probably a place near the end of the third round into the fourth round where it becomes kind of like well i might as well take a shot right i might as well take the chance 
if they're going to go for a championship, he's going to play like something will figure itself out and then hope for the best, but not with my, not with my first two picks uh, and not with my third pick as if I'm picking 24, 25 overall. Um, if you are new to the watching the box podcast, welcome. It's nice to have you here. We do not punt. We ignore categories. We do not punt categories. We do not start uh, pushing D'Angelo Russell into a top 35 pick just because he's bad at percentages. Uh, We don't immediately start punting threes and blocks just because we drafted Jokic number one overall. Uh, We we look for those top players, and based on that, the first three players or so, we decide if we want to lean into our strengths or – um, build up our weaknesses. And I think that's exactly what we need to do here. We do need to acknowledge the blocks and threes as a weakness and that we're always going to ignore turnovers because if you're good at basketball, you should be turning the ball over a little bit more than the league average. So Tyler, do we want to grab someone who gets threes here to build those up? Are, there's a lot of nice guards here, but like I said, there's a lot of nice guards later. I kind of I saw I don't want to forward here. The guy I really want here, I think, is Rudy Gobert. Interesting. And the thing is, it's going to make you good in blocks, which is, I think, you want to be if you have Jokic, because he's not that bad at blocks. Like, point okay. seven is, is just okay, right? But if you get some. For like, center, it's bad, but he, it's not the worst. Yeah, but if you double it with Gobert, then you're probably trending to be elite in blocks, right? You're probably maybe the best person in rebounds yep and you're maybe the best person in field goal percentage you are probably also not terrible at free throw you're not like completely demolishing your free throw here because uh, Jokic is really good and I also don't think you're really negating Jokic's uh, free throws because you can still make up for those free throws later what I think is going to be really hard to overcome at this point if we do go with Gobert here would be the three pointers uh, because the elite three pointer guys are off the board. Now, granted, you can always kind of find some threes on the waiver wire. Um, so you could kind of build those up. So maybe we don't want to like completely ignore. Yeah. Uh, three pointers I think no either. matter who you pick here, you're going to be chasing in threes. Yeah. Like there's just not anyone like you could go for Fred Van Lee and his 3.4, but like, then who else are you going to pick? You know what I'm saying? And then you like, regardless, you're going to be chasing. Let me chasing in threes after these two picks, regardless. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really want Aiden. I think that's too high. Uh, Gobert is your your center pick here if you want to achieve uh, blocks, which I think we're going to go with. Julius Randle's out here. Uh, I don't know if I love Julius Randle this high either. I'm I scared think, of Julius Randle in the second round, man. I am personally. Yeah, um, I uh, I don't uh, I think there's times to take them and there's times not and uh, I, I don't know if I could do it uh, even though I've done it in the past. I just feel like that ball handling has got to come down with Kemba and they're gonna give Derek Rose the ball and you know what I mean and they added Evan Fournier who's a scorer like I just feel like his ball handling and his touches are gonna go down a little bit and that was one thing that made him you know super elite last year. True, but the, the minutes are still gonna be there. Tibbs loves to play his guys a long time. Uh, let's go with Gobert because it doesn't really matter who we take. If we take Gobert first or we take Gobert uh, with our third round pick, it does not matter here on the turn. Let's take a Rudy a Gobert. Uh, I would say two things, Tyler. I want now, I want points. 
We don't necessarily need threes. And I think that's eventually where we're something we're going to be dismissing and and completely ignoring, but obviously our rebounds are stellar. Our assists are still great. If you, you kind of have to treat Jokic as like a, a really interesting guard instead of a center because of the stats that he, he gets, or just like kind of like a LeBron esque type um, player who gets better, way better percentages. So we, I want points here. I really want points. And I'm looking around. We got Fred Van Fleet. We got Donovan Mitchell, if you want points. And I'm also looking at a little bit further down at Shea Gildress, um, who will be very solid in points and get you that rebound assist vibe if you really want to lean into those rebounds. The guy I think I might take here is Devin Booker. Interesting. Do, do you think that's a little high for Devin Booker considering where he finished last season? Let me ask you this. At the start of last season, was anyone taking Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker? Uh, I do not believe so. So I think Booker had a little bit of a down year last year, but Booker's still super young and growth's not always linear, right? So like, what's to say Booker's not a top 20 player again? And, and you're going to say, oh, Chris Paul's there, but I mean, Chris Paul, only another year older, not the healthiest guy in the world in the past five years, had a really healthy season last year. But Chris Paul misses a significant chunk of time. Isn't Booker going to be pushing to be a top 20 player? If um, if the cards fall, right, uh, it's, it's, in the, it's in the realm of possibility, right? So it's definitely not outside of the, uh, the, the bell curve of, of what I think could happen with Booker this season. But – I'm not sure why they don't run back that same offense that they ran uh, last year. Chris Here's Paul is going to take a lot of the, the possessions. He's still going to take a lot of the usage. That's fine. Here's why I want Booker over Donovan Mitchell, though. Mitchell's going to shoot you 43%. Booker's probably going to shoot you 46, 47, 48. And when you're already kind of super elite in that category, like, do I want to drag it all the way down with 43? Or even Fred Van Vliet, who's probably the other guy I'm looking at here, is 38%. When I could have someone like Booker and go with another good kind of field goal percentage, another good free throw percentage on decent volume to probably put me somewhere back near the middle in that category. True. The elite points. You're pretty stout in assists still. You're really good in rebounds. You're yeah, you're you're definitely solid in those. I do worry a little bit if we go with uh if we go with Booker here, we got the great points which I, I think we need. We, we're not worried about the three-pointers too awful much. We bring back up our field, free throw, like you're saying. Steals look to, start to look real iffy if we go with Booker here. Um, but I don't, I don't think I want Fred Van Fleet. And Shea Gillis is probably the only other person I would consider here, and his steals aren't that great either, but his blocks are nice. I think yeah. I'm between those two guys. I'm just a Shea little... Gilders and Devin Booker. That's fair. I'm just a little worried about how many games Shea Gilgis is going to play at this at the very top of the third round. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be 30 games again? I don't think it's going to be 30 games. I think they're going to play him quite a bit, uh, but I also don't think he's going to play a lot at the end of the season, closer to your playoffs when it really counts. Um, even though I like the rebounds of Shea Gilgis, I think you could go either way. Let's go with Booker, though. Let's see how this plays out. And but again, this is why I mentioned why I don't love this pick because I just feel like I don't like any of these guys. Do I I really want Fred Van Vliet here? Do I really want Booker? Do I really want Donovan Mitchell? Like, uh, 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 would you uh, even considering uh, consider reaching down for Michael Porter Jr. here? 
man it feels early it does feel early for that for me i don't really want him in the top of third round i mean he did finish 41st last year yeah and there is potential for him to play a little bit more and be a little bit better but man i don't know that's just too it's a little too high for me i mean you're gonna get your points you're gonna get your rebounds from this guy you're just not gonna get those assists and i think we kind of need to not go back to back like guys who get under two assists at this point so let's go with the pure scoring let's get those points because points dry up later like later in the draft uh near the end of the draft you're not going to be finding uh guys who even get like 15 16 points a game like the the points dry up so get a guy who can drop 26 put him next to Jokic who gets 26 and then obviously Gobert hurts you uh there but you're making up for it by keeping those 26 guys coming so we got Jokic we got Rudy Gobert we got Devin Booker our points are looking great our rebounds are looking even better our blocks are still good our free throw our field goal is still good and our free throw is fine it does feel like if we don't get steals on the next turn we're out on steals and we're out on threes I would almost say we are out on threes now so we're looking for assists I would say to build those back up and we're still looking for points come the 48th and 49th pick. Let's go down there all the way in the Yahoo rankings. Let's see. Let's see who we got down here. We got, uh, uh, Oh man, a a murderer's row. Once again, of guys that I'm lukewarm on Um, Chris S. Porzingis, Richard Holmes, CJ McCollum, Malcolm Brogdon, DeJounte Murray, Lonzo Ball, Jaron Jackson, Anthony Edwards. A little intriguing for the points. Tyrese Halliburton, Mikkel Bridges, uh, Chris Boucher, OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. If we're going no threes, I think DeMar DeRozan is about to make one of my top 50 picks uh, here in this draft. Tyler, I'm not going to give you Drew Holiday. I'm not going to give you uh, De'Aaron Fox falling down this low got to abide by the ADPs. If they do, I think those are, those are pretty good picks to round out your guards. I think I, I've seen Drew fall in a lot of, um, in a lot of drafts fall a little too far because there's usually a run on bigs during this fourth round. But out of the guys that we've mentioned here, who's kind of catching your eye that fits our build of points, rebounds, blocks. I'm, I'm seeing Porzingis and I'm also seeing DeMar DeRozan with the anti three bill. Yeah. So you mentioned Anthony Edwards and and he would be great points, but I definitely don't want him here. He finished 110th last year. Just don't think he's ready to kind of take that big leap into the top, top 50 here where we're picking. Um, Yeah. He had a nice finish to the year, right? But that was a lot of usage without a full team around him. So really is a question mark. Is he going to continue to improve? And if so, that's going to have to come from legitimately a talent improvement, not a usage improvement. I think DeMar is, is kind of the pick that I, I want right off the bat. And I think DeMar is a top 50 player anyway. So I don't really care that I'm taking him in the top 50. Like, I just feel there's going to be the points. There's going to be the assist that you need. There's going to be... And I mean, he's going to be great percentages, which is going to boost you up even further in those percentages, which I feel like with Jokic, that's one of his biggest strengths, right? So you don't really want to like necessarily throw those percentages just away. Um, so I like that pick. And then with my other pick, man, I feel like there's a lot of different ways you could go with this. 
And it, it maybe comes down to how you feel about some of these players and, you know, who you think is going to take the step forward here. I might go for another old guy and take Kyle Lowry. I might go for someone like Lonzo Ball just because I feel like his steals are going to be really good and that would help you a little bit in that category, make you uh, not fall too far behind there. But I'm not – if I have to punt that, I'm not super worried about that either, really. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're definitely punting – threes our seals aren't great so we don't like we don't really need to like grab them we can kind of just ignore them we don't have to like pick a guy for that i'm i'm, I'm wanting to lean into points here and that's why i'm looking at chris Stapp's points rebounds blocks we don't need the threes but that's okay we're ignoring threes the points rebounds and blocks stand out for me with chris Stapps. i think his talent is worthy of a top 50 pick to get him down this low uh in the draft i i i think i would much prefer to go with Chris Stapps, um, then let's just say like a Mikel Bridges um, or a, a Tyrese Halliburton or an Anthony Edwards, just because I think you're getting a good bang for your buck. You're getting kind of like a real quality uh, per game talent. He sounds healthy. He seems healthy. Um, he's not in the plateau. Like we've reached the plateau stage. So we, we have our like top tiers. And we, you know, about 45, 46 through 75 are kind of all on the same, uh, like, tier. Like, they're all in this plateau area where the, the rankings start to kind of even out. And, like, DeMar DeRozan's kind of at the top of that plateau, but Chris Stapps, per game, is definitely above that plateau. Right. I'll mention another guy here, too, if, you, if you're scared off by Chris Stapps' injuries, which a lot of people are going to be, and that's fine. Uh, CJ McCollum. Be great points and, and and threes aren't really going to help you, but I mean, he's going to give you decent assists. He's going to give you decent rebounds for a guard. Percentages don't kill you. Like that's another guy you could look at here and it would not be a bad pick at all. Yeah. Your first thought probably when you see CJ is to go, Oh, he hits a lot of threes. I don't need threes. I'm not doing threes. That's why we don't punt. That's why we ignore threes. CJ still good uh, percentages across the board. A great scorer. Uh, I think we are going to go with DeMar DeRozan to get that kind of like a car, like that with negative threes across the board, like um, rebounds going to be good. Assists are going to be good. They're not going to be as good as last year because there's going to be a lot of sharing in the ball, but the percentages are fantastic. And then Chris Stapps comes in another, a big with a great free throw. So now our free throw is looking really nice. Actually, we're not punting free throw at all at this point, even though we have Rudy Gobert, we're going to get that 1.5 blocks from Chris Stapps. We're going to get the, a lot of rebounds. We're going to get probably 20 plus points. Uh, I'm, I'm liking this build right now, looking at it. Our points are great. Our rebounds are great. Our field goal is great. That's three categories that we're great at. We're all right with our free throws. We're all, we're pretty good with our blocks and we're all right with our assists. Our steals are terrible. Our threes are terrible. This, I feel like this kind of means we need to either pump our assists up or just start to ignore our assists and make sure our percentages are solid. And I think we still got an opportunity to pump our assists. I think there's going to be some pretty good guards um, surprisingly down at the 72, 73 spot. Well, and I feel like our assists are not as bad as they seem in the sense that not that many guys are getting really, really hot, really good assists. So like if you're saying DeMar is going to get five, we got Booker who's going to get four, four and a half. We got, Jokic is going to be elite, and we've got DeRozan who's going to get five. Like, we're not that far behind. No, not at all. Like, uh, we're, we're very in the middle of the pack, which means we can 
sneak a lot of wins out of that category just by being above average. But I still think we can get to uh, like like top three if we play our cards right. We're going all the way down to 72 and 73 for this build. Um, so far, Jokic and uh, Porzingis, Rudy Gobert as our bigs, DeMar DeRozan, Devin Booker. We don't really have a true point guard, but we still have a decent assist. I like I like where the, the place we're in. Let's see, Yahoo, what do you got for ADP? Oh, uh, Colin Sexton, no thanks, but um, Karis LeVert, oh man. So we got to talk about Karis LeVert. Um, seems to have fractured something in his back, but also it sounds like they're saying it's hopeful that he'll return and he'll be ready for you know, pretty, pretty quickly towards the beginning of the season. How much of this do you, how much of this do you buy? Because a back injury really scares me stress fracture in your back i mean i don't know when this happened what he did about it so i i don't know about the timeline but i'm scared and i'm just scared a little bit about karis lavert in general and i no one wants karis lavert to be really good more than i do like yeah, i'm rooting for him. but just look at the last three years well let's look at every year in his career for that matter 57 71, 40, 45, 47. Those are the games played. So it's a five-year sample of one year over 70. And then the next best is his rookie year at 57, and it's three straight years, 47, 45, and 40. Mm. Like, even at, like, 72, man, I don't want 40 games at pick 72. Yeah. And also, like, what are you truly getting excited about here? Um, field goal percentage is going to be mediocre. Of course, really good points, solid rebounds, probably solid assists, probably solid steals. Uh, Darius Garland's hanging out around, around this spot. Buddy Heald's hanging around this spot, so you're guaranteed to pump your threes. We obviously don't need that. Um, D'Angelo Russell's being taken around here. I don't, I don't really love that. Uh, D'Angelo Russell... Um, and I, I, he doesn't really fit our bill because we want our percentages to be good. I feel but, like there's a like a lot of good little point guards here. Though. Yeah, Derek Garland. White, there's Russell. Mike Conley. There's, there's Dinwiddie, Conley, Kimba Walker. Right, like there's a lot of guys that you go, man. Like ah, oh, he could be good, man. He could be, he could be good. He could be a real good pick right here. Even Kevin Porter Jr. is hanging around down there, and I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna have a really nice season in Houston. He's really gonna go for those assists. So if you need assists, he's gonna be available. And this is exactly why. I've been saying we you got to like get your bigs, your forwards at the beginning of the draft because it gets slim down here. You're when you're looking at uh, you're you're hoping Pascal Siakam drops to you, even though he's going to be he's going to be injured at the beginning of the season. Jeremy Grant's hanging around uh, down here, and I don't really love Jeremy Grant. Um, you know, like Gordon Hayward, he's often injured he's perfectly fine i think he's a pretty good player so i would take him if he were available maybe but robert covington bogdanovich and atlanta it gets really a norman powell like i like how are you filling out your team if you didn't go get forwards at this point well and it's another reason why i'm kind of more into like playing a little bit of positionless fantasy because there's kind of positionless basketball now and some of these teams are playing just some strange lineups that well we, we talked about this last time with Demar right it was like Demar's played most of his minutes as, as a power forward last year apparently 
Yeah. And like, so yeah, it's kind of in the reason why I just want to go away from the positions altogether in fantasy. Like just give me, give me two guard spots, two forwards, a center and the rest utilities. You know what I mean? Or like maybe even a guard, a forward, a center and the rest utilities. Like what position does this guy play? I don't know. I can't answer that question anymore. I really can't. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, I'm pretty sure we're going to have like somebody who's like guard forward and center eligible um, in any day now. Uh, might be LeBron, might be Luca, it might be who knows. It could be anybody uh, at this point. Might be Jokic. I don't know. Uh, that'd be hilarious if they tried to run him. <laughs> they just tried to run him at point guard, and they just brought in a bunch of uh, bigs around him. I, I mean, I'd, I'd watch that game. It'd be a lot of fun. They did that last year, right? At the very beginning, they had like a bunch of guys in the health and safety protocol. So for like their first preseason game, like it was like Jokic and Bull Bull. And I, I forget who all, but it was a crazy lineup. Yeah, that was uh, that was certainly a weird one. Uh, there's a name that stands out here and he's moving up the draft boards like just like every day. And it's Darius Garland. Um, I, I worry that by the time you draft, uh, he might not be available. Same with Derek White. Like, I, I'm not sure if uh, Yahoo's just hasn't, like, the guys who are draft, people who are drafting on Yahoo haven't caught up with the, the overall averages of these guys, the overall ADPs of this, this group of dudes. But um, Derek White feels uh, like a great grab here, uh, and so does Kimba Walker, and so does Darius Garland. So I want one of those three guys, so, and I'm going with Garland personally. Yeah, I think I got Garland in the front of that group too, and and I I wouldn't I would throw Dinwiddie in there. I think Dinwiddie's going to have a real good year. Yeah, I'm I'm a little less. I'd rather Dinwiddie than Derek White. Let's put it that way. Ooh, that's a that's a hot take. I just feel like Derek White. If Derek White finished 101st last year, and you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, well, Demar's gone," but like he's Derek White, man. Like, okay, like look at what did what he did two years ago when he got playing time. Now his percentage, his percentages may not be fantastic. I think his free throw is gonna be over 80, but his field goal is probably gonna be a little bit rough. But 20 points, 6.8 assists, three and a half rebounds. Like he doesn't get you a lot of steals, which is a big negative for a guard. But again, in this bill, we don't really care about steals. No, we don't. And we certainly, uh, like, we are looking pretty good. We have a full roster, obviously. Our points are fantastic. Well, and that's uh, what I mean. And we're and I think Dinwiddie's going to have to score on that team. Like, look at look at the, the you know, the weight that Westbrook carried. Look at the weight that John Wall had to carry when he was healthy for them. Like, their point guards always had to score. And they still got Beal. Yeah, they added some guys from the Lakers that can score a little bit, but like Cole Pope doesn't have much scoring. You know what I mean? Like they don't really have any scorers. Like Dinwiddie's going to go out and get buckets, man. Like it would not surprise me if Dinwiddie averaged pretty close to twenty points again. He's certainly going to have to carry a lot of those, um, a lot of those evenings, right? Um, I, I, I would agree with that. I think, I think he's going to be solid. I, I, I actually, I still have him like just below the guards that we mentioned here. I don't know if I would, uh, we could pencil in Dinwiddie. That could be your pick. Uh, I think Colin Sexton is actually a perfectly fine pick here in a head to head. Where, where uh, did Colin Sexton finish last year? Overall 
per game rankings. You want to guess? Because this is, Colin Saxon is actually kind of a great pick here, and everyone's going to overlook it. Seventy one. Sixty fifth. Oh, interesting. And he really only hurts you in two categories, and it's rebounds where he averages three a game, which isn't the worst for a yeah. point guard. And we're doing fine in that. And blocks, he averaged point two, one point one steals, four point four assists, twenty four points, one point six threes, which is about average. 47% from the field, which is about average 81 and a half from the line. Yeah. The, the reason I, I want to go Sexton here, I think uh, on this final turn is the points. Like he's going to shoot a lot. He's going to score um, even more than that. And after this round, we're going to be filling in with guys um, who just scored like 12 points, 13 points. Uh, like miles bridges might be in the cards for us here in a little while. Uh, we're going to have to probably find some uh, late, uh, some blocks later made from like a PJ Washington type uh, who's been, I feel like a little overdrafted here in, in leagues lately. And I feel like, go- I feel like blocks and most of the mocks I've done guys who block, you're getting pushed up a little bit. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because just there's a, a, a real lack of blocks at some point. And so like, dudes who even are going to get one block like people are going like yeah man i gotta get him he's gonna get a block and i think that's one reason why like andre drummond is going so hot is people are like oh man he's probably gonna get me a block yeah absolutely like, yeah but he's gonna play like 20 minutes a game if that like why, why, why are you picking him at, in the top 100 like that's why danny gafford's going uh mitchell robinson's uh starting to move up those charts uh boucher uh, continues to move up the charts even though we're not even sure uh, if that playing time uh, sticks there. Um, so I don't think, and I'll mention this, this is really the point, I guess, is I don't think I'm chasing blocks in the drafts. I think I'll just punt at some point. Like if I'm like, well, oh, I'm bad at blocks, I'm not going to chase to try to get Andre Drummond and PJ Washington in the nineties. Like, I'm just going to be like, oh, I just, I'll forget about that for now. Well, and and if I'm last, I'm last, you know what I mean? Not here, not in this draft. Yeah. I'm saying just like in general in drafts, don't, don't chase your blocks because other ones, other people are trying to chase them too. And it could just get messy and you could be really hurting your team. Yeah. We're already sitting actually pretty good on blocks with our go bear. Chris Stapp's, um Jokic lineup. All we really need is just like some mediocre blocks probably later, which I think you can find. So you won't be chasing down Mitchell Robinson or Andre Drummond for God's sakes, uh, or even Jacopotl. Like you will be, which who I wouldn't mind in this build later in the, in the draft. Um, so let's recap. We got took Jokic number one overall, and we waited a long time to that 24th, 25th pick. And we had to decide who are we going to take here? And Rudy Gobert ends up being our center, which we immediately had to counter with Devin Booker. So it's like, okay, why would I, if Jokic is so good at free throws, why am I getting Rudy Gobert immediately after that? He's so bad at free throws. This is the whole point. Just take some like one of the best players on the board who can do all the things. Our rebounds are now super elite. Um, and then well, we get and, the blocks that we need. And here's the part that people don't understand about that. Who else were you going to pick? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I wanted Fred Van Vliet. Well, Fred Van Vliet's terrible at field goal. So yeah. you heard another one of Jokic's best categories. Like at some point, you got to just take the guy who thinks the best player on the board. And you got to not so worry about like, oh, I need this to be good and that to be good. And, oh, Jokic sucks at this, so I've got to be bad at that. Like, no, that's not yeah. how it works. Stop thinking that way. Start ignoring instead of punting. Stop saying, oh, because I cannot ruin uh, my first round draft pick. It's, it's, not a good, it's not a good match 
uh, Jokic and Gobert. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty good match, actually, because we also we countered with Devin Booker right away. So we got our points back for with Devin Booker and we got a good across the board rebounds and assists. Um, we ended up at the even at that point being like, ah, our threes aren't that good. We're probably going to have to start punting threes. So next round, DeMar DeRozan, another good rebounds, assists, good percentages. Our percentages are great here. And so many people, so many people, Tyler, punt percentages that you are going to probably win those two categories every single week if you go for them. Uh, it's fair. There's some week to week variance in there that might keep you from winning a few, sure. but, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Here's the other thing about DeMar too. We could talk about this. I think DeMar is actually going to probably make like a three game this year. Oh, that's a bold statement. I hope he does start shooting some more threes, but we saw what happened last time and his percentage went down and he still didn't make very many threes. Well, he's not so. going to make them at a great clip. I just think like, because that offense is so potent, there's going to be times where he gets put on the gets caught on the perimeter or however you want to say that. I don't really want to say he got caught on the perimeter. He's on the perimeter and no one guards him and they kick him out the ball and he's going to shoot. Yeah. You Certainly I mean? possible. I, I'm excited to watch. I think that's the, everyone's a little worried about the percentages and the usage and the stats amongst the guys who are all going to be playing in Chicago. Well, we've said this before. Uh, there's no bench in Chicago. There's going to be plenty of touches because they're going to have to outscore teams to win. So even the little bit of a drawdown on assists from like Levine and DeRozan, uh, I think that makes up with the fact that there's going to be a little bit more scoring. There's going to be a little bit more efficiency from uh, some of those guys because they're not going to have to jack up shots. And uh, I think that kind of makes up for it, even if those assists kind of drop a little bit, drops the ranking a little bit. I think they're all going to be just fine. And that's why we took him here at 48, 49. I think that's a really nice grab for DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I think he's in my top 50 as well. Same with Chris Esperzing as a per game monster uh, who we got at that turn. And then the final turn, the uh, sixth and seventh round, we went back to back Cleveland guards. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, but there was a lot of guys that were like down here. Dinwiddie, um, if you know someone like uh, I think even if Jeremy Grant falls to you there, I I wouldn't mind him in that in that spot uh, at all. Same with Pascal I like Siakam. Conley in that spot too. We didn't even really talk about him and Kemba. I like him and Kemba both there. We didn't even talk about those players. I feel like that spot there is just a lot of guys that I'm like, man, at this point, I feel good about this person. I feel good about that person. I feel good about Robert Covington. He wasn't a great fit for this build. I feel great about Robert Covington at that point. So like just in that little round there or a little 10, 12, 13 picks, whatever you want to call it. Like I kind of feel good about all those players, especially at that, that level at that ADP. Yeah. And that's kind of like the beginning of that second plateau. I think they're all kind of like open for interpretation. How do they fit your build? What are you going for? And what we did is we leaned into points. We're probably first in points at this point with getting guys who scored like 23 points, 20 and 23 points a game at, at in the, in the sixth and seventh round, uh, our rebounds are great. Our assists are actually pretty good. Um, our field our percentages are all great. That's five categories. Our blocks are still good. Our steals are not terrible. They're not great. They're not very good. Turnovers were going to be lasted maybe, but in uh, free and, and threes we're going to be like near last. But that's okay. We're, we you got to ignore a couple of these categories, right? And uh, I think this is a build uh, with Jokic that allows you to compete in at least 
five, if not six categories, which I well, 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 well prefer than trying to outright punt and get rid of like four categories so you can barely win the other five. Because if there's just one person, one person in your league who happens to make the playoffs, who happens to actually be built just a little bit better than you in the in just one of the five categories that you're um, that you're trying to win because you punted to shit the other four, you're gonna lose that matchup uh, ten on ten times. Yeah, I actually like to be good, 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 and then the categories where I'm punting or as you like to say, ignoring or whatever you want to call that. I like to be like third from the bottom, fourth from the bottom, like somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Where you can still sneak that out in a couple of weeks. Or if the other guy has an injury, you might beat him. Like that kind of thing is something that's important. And I think it's overlooked a lot in head to head leagues where people go, I'm just going to win every week five to four. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Have fun. Good luck. Uh, hopefully, no one, when you go on your hardcore punt free throw um, build, uh, oh man, uh, half the league decided to punt free throws. What a surprise. If you were just mediocre in free throws, you'd beat half the league because they were all outright punting them. Happens every year. And I think that's why a kind of like across the board build um, where you lean into some uh, certain stats to get those winning uh, categories while not giving up every single category that you quote unquote ignore or punt um, is the way to go. And I think we built something uh, nice here with Jokic. Uh, that is it for the very first Who Do I Draft? We'll be doing a majority of the first round and of course the turn as the uh, weeks progress into the preseason of the NBA uh, basketball is back Tyler are you I'm pretty excited yeah we got the first game on Sunday the first well the first preseason game I mean let's let's call it what it is but um, there's a lot of games over the next week that I'm excited to see even though they don't really count for anybody and I feel like there's a lot of teams that we're still a little bit uncertain about so that's that's fun, right? And that's gonna lead a lot of rotations, for sure. And um, keeping an eye on that center rotation in Boston. I feel like there's a lot of spots where I'm like, man, I could see them going with this. And you know what? They might not even do it at the beginning of the season, but real quick, when they're not being as successful as they like, I could see a lot of teams kind of shifting things to a, a little different way of playing. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see real basketball. And I'm excited to get through the rest of the Who Do I Draft series. I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you like the show, please rate, review us wherever you listen to this podcast at, or just hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you like the mock drafts, if that's your thing, go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. There's already a couple up there. Uh, I will be doing one mock draft a week. We've done a points league. We're going to do an auction draft uh here in the next few weeks so stay tuned and we'll see you next time